1: Retire your overplayed playlists. You'll never hear the same mix twice on Amp. Amp is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love, so you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download Amp. That's A-M-P in the App Store. (laughs)
0: Hi everyone and welcome to Hot Up the Mess. I am your host Samantha Bush and I'm coming to you sounding like Erica Jane. I sound like Luann Della Seps. My voice is deep. It's like I don't even sound like myself, so hopefully that means probably more people will enjoy this podcast seeing as my voice is always the topic of discussion or topic of conversation um and the reviews, but whatever. Today we have kind of like a super sized episode um I'm going to be recapping my experience at BravoCon, but not only that, but basically break down everything that is going on in the news when it came, what came out of BravoCon, because of course, like I couldn't be in every single panel because they, some of them overlapped. It was like a thing. Um, so, I mean, so much happened. Uh, I, I just like, let's just get right into it. I won't. Yeah. Let's just get right into it. So first let me talk about, how fucking incredible every and nice everyone was to me about my panel. Um, I just want to thank everybody for like sending me literally so much support and so much love. Like I was so overwhelmed. I seriously cried of happiness so many times that day I was walking to the Javits center and being told to like go through the talent entrance was like so surreal to me because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, it was so crazy and I was getting like teared, tearing up like on my way there because I just can't, I couldn't believe that this is like my life. And so I go through the talent entrance and like right away, like the woman at the desk like recognized me and like she was talking to me and so excited. And, you know, she was like, I've been following you a long time. And I was like, oh my God. So of course I teared up then. I went right through the security and who did I fucking see? Miss Cynthia Bailey. I've talked about it on this podcast before, but, and I know that this is gonna be like a duh, but Cynthia Bailey is truly maybe the most beautiful housewife we've ever had. And I mean, they're all so stunning in real life. Like, they're really beautiful on screen and on TV, but like in real life, you're like, holy shit, like they're stars. And Cynthia was in this like beautiful red like strapless jumpsuit. Like she looked incredible. I couldn't believe like I was you know five feet from stardom or you're twenty five feet from stardom. And then I had to meet my escort. Her name was Ebony, and she was so sweet. And I literally <laughs> I cried to this woman. Um, and she was like, okay, <laughs> no, she was really sweet with me. Um, I saw Kyle Richards but i didn't see her face i just saw her, like the side of her and the back of her she is the tiniest person she's not just small like like thin like thin what like she's short like she's a small little sprite of a of a gal um big hair like she was really really little um so we go to the stage um I meet this guy, Derek, who's been helping me. He like basically run, he like ran that stage. And so he was the one that sent me all my questions because that's the thing a lot of people want to know. Like, did I write the questions? No, I did not. Bravo gives you all the questions. Um, and I had only gotten it like two days before because like they had to keep revising it. And there were things I couldn't talk about, etc. et cetera. Yeah. So I literally got backstage and I like met Derek and he was like, Are you so excited? Like, you know, it was so crazy. And I started crying (laughs) to this man and he was like looking at me and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm crying out of happiness, like, not nerves or anything because I was so nervous the day before. Like, my stomach was literally in knots. I could not sleep. Like, I was so nervous. And then the moment I got backstage, I was like, filled with like excitement and happiness and like it's just this overwhelming feeling of like honestly like proud of myself it was like a very rare rare feeling for me um and then when i was getting mic'd up i teared up like i guys i was a fucking wreck um backstage because i just was so like overwhelmed like i keep saying it like i was so overwhelmed and then i we had to do like a little run through i got to read from the prompter and like going out there and seeing like all of the chairs, I was just in awe. Like I was like, wait a minute, because the day before I was at Bravo Con, um, you know, on Friday, and I was with my best friend Paige, who came with me, and we were at the pan at the panel with Jerry O'Connell and Dorinda and Jill, Karen, and oh fuck me, who else was there? Shit. Shit, shit, shit. Fuck, I can't remember the other woman that was there. I feel really bad. Um, But they were, that was our first panel that we saw. And Paige was like, You're going to be on the stage tomorrow. And I'm like, What are you talking about? For some reason, I had thought that I was going to be on like a little stage, like a little tiny, like a one that, you know, like I didn't really know what to expect because at the other Bravo, at the first BravoCon, like there was, it was in the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is like a literal theater. Um, so there was two theaters, like one was like the really massive one where Watch What Happens Live was, which is actually where all the Watch What Happens Lives were taped this year too. And then there was like a mini stage in there, but then there was like another venue that you had to go to that had like smaller panels, like, like where it was just like one or two housewives that, and you, you know, people interviewed them there. So that's kind of what I thought what I was I was getting myself into. So when I saw this stage, I was like, holy fuck. And I got on stage. Um, the first person I met backstage, though, was Tamara. She she looked at me and she was like, I'm so hungover. Like, I'm so tired. And I was like, well, you look incredible. She's so petite. Like, she's so fucking gorgeous. Whitney walked in. Whitney's boobs were truly something to behold. She looked absolutely stunning. Her husband was there holding her purse. Justin, he's a king. I talked to him. He's literally the nicest man on the planet. And he was joking, like he was telling me stories about how at like the parties and stuff, like all the guys are hitting on him. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And I was like, that's incredible. And then MJ came and I met MJ and then um, Lisa Milan from Dubai came. She was a little late, but that's okay. Like we literally almost went on stage without her. And they were like, do you want to start without her? And I'm like, yeah, like I want more time on stage to talk with the girls. So if she has come on late, she's coming on late, but she arrived. We go on stage. It was an incredible panel. Like Everyone was cheering and it was so fun and the women were amazing. They made my job so incredibly easy. We played a game of agree or disagree, which I love a game. I asked them a ton of questions about their experiences on Housewives or what they thought of other situations that happened on Housewives. And um, then there was audience questions, which were super – it was just overall like such a good, good time. And people were, yeah, like just so sweet and so supportive and it was amazing. So, And I also want to give a special shout out to my friends who were there, everyone, all my friends who congratulated me or said they were proud of me, sent me a text, like it really means the world. Um, So that was my panel. And I just want to talk about my overall experience at BravoCon. My overall experience was incredible. It was really crazy. Walking into the Javits Center and like just being surrounded by so many people who love what you love just as much as you. And I think sometimes, like, I know that I can feel like a little bit alone or something, and you know, feel like, Am I the only person who's rotting their brain with, you know, housewife's quotes? Like, why can I remember? When Vicky crashed Michael's, you know, frat party and did a keg stand. Like, why do I have space in my brain for that? I don't know. But other people there, they have those same experiences. And everyone was having such a good time. Like, the vibes were high. Like, people were so fucking excited to be there. I'm trying to remember what my first panel was. Let me see. Oh, fuck. I deleted the app already. Okay. I got that off my phone real quick. Um... I think it was the Jerry O'Connell panel. He was so funny. Um, Great energy. You know, (laughs) I have to say it was a little, so people keep asking like what was better? The first one or the second one, the first Bravo kind of the second. And to me, they're so different. Like I can't even compare the two experiences. The first one, like I said earlier, was in the Hammerstein ballroom. So it was incredibly intimate. Um, And, There wasn't like lines really like I didn't experience that many lines because they I don't think they sold that many. I mean, I know that they sold out within like a day, but I don't think they put that many tickets on sale. Um, And it was just a different experience. Um, The panels were different. Like there wasn't as many. There wasn't as many um, like audience uh, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? fan experiences like there was at this one. Um but yeah, it was just different. Like I just it's crazy to think that like the Atlanta panel was in the smaller theater. Um the Potomac was in the smaller theater. The Married to Medicine was like basically like not a lot of people were there at the last one. So to come to this BravoCon and see all of these people show the fuck out for these women like truly made my fucking day because i mean at the last I can think of it it was 2019 Potomac was still being slept on then it wasn't until 2020 after the pandemic that really Potomac and, and Summerhouse in my opinion pop the fuck off um and i mean the lines the lines were fucking crazy Um, people were waiting hours in line to get a photo opportunity with these women or, um, Bravo leopardies. And like, personally, that's not my journey. I don't, I'm never, I don't really need a picture with them. Like, I don't, I like just going to panels, watching them interact, like getting, like spilling the tea, like being shady. Like, that's why I like going, like, that's what I like doing. But I do like that you got th- different experiences and opportunities. I feel like at the other one, maybe you didn't. Um I like that there was different types of panels. Like I liked how mine was, you know, women from different franchises. I know that there was one about Write the Relationship, which had like hilarious like, hilarious people on it. It was like <laughs> Vicky, Austin, <laughs> Brandy, like K G K- G from Shaw's like was on there. Um talking about relationships, like funny shit like that. I love, like, I love seeing all these people kind of be forced to interact. Um, it's great. And the people were so sweet. Everyone that came up to me was so fucking nice. Like I was shocked. Um, it was so fun. Um, the one thing that I will say that I didn't love, um, First, let me talk about what happened at the Beverly Hills panel. There's been a lot of lies, a lot of weird shit going on online about this. So I was walking to the Beverly Hills panel, eating an empanada, as one does, and I see this huge line. I'm talking like it wrapped – basically almost wrapped around the Javits Center. That is how long it was. And it was like a snake line. Like it was like not just one singular, you know, single file. It was like it wrapped around and so Paige and I are walking to the to the stage and all of a sudden like people just start fucking running. And her and I like look at each other and like shit like that freaks me out. Like I don't like that kind of um behavior if you will, I don't like that side of the fandom. I think it's, like, so chaotic and stressful, and, like, we're all here to have a good time, and, like, I don't think we need to be, I don't know, bum-rushing security, because, so where you lined up, it was, like, divided at this stage specifically by big, tall black curtains, Um, whereas, like, the stage I was on was, like, actually in, like, a room. They kind of created, like, this big makeshift room, and it was whatever. It was divided by uh, these huge black curtains. So people had ran, broke through the curtains. And her and I like walk in and we're like, people are like shoving and pushing and yelling and fighting. And um there are people sitting ar- on the ground surrounding the stage. And I'm like standing there like, this is so chaotic. I was, sh- I was getting a little shaky because I don't like – being in a close quarters like that, like with a ton of people, like, and the energy was just not good. It was very chaotic. So what had happened was on the first day of Bravo con, which they, 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 I will give it to them. Bravo. They course corrected very quickly. Um, They immediately after this panel got their shit together because it, what people were doing, in my opinion, was not okay. It's not okay to bummer security. Um, these people, first of all, don't get paid enough to be dealing with your bullshit. And we're all there to have a good time. Please don't act like a fucking animal. Like it's so crazy to me. Um, I hate I hated that. I hate I'm sorry. Like if you were listening and you were one of those people, I'm so sorry, I hated that. Um, it's just not cool. And it also is very dangerous, puts people in a very like stressful situation that's just not necessary. Cause at the end of the day, like guys, like ugh, there's like, come on. So, anyway, uh, the fire marshal was there. But so, what had happened was people weren't leaving that room after the first panel. So, the first panel of the day there was like Candace, um, Lisa Hochstein, Sutton, um, Cynthia Bailey, Caroline Stanbury, and fuck, I'm forgetting the other person now um, on that panel. That was our first one of the day. And so people were sitting in their seats just waiting until the Beverly Hills panel, which was the next one, which was like, you know, 40 minutes after the first one. You can't do that because people were already lining up to get in. And it's like, that's just not fair. Um, You know, we all, we got to give everybody an opportunity to see their faves. But speaking of the Beverly Hills panel... Lisa motherfucking Rena showed up. So when I heard Lisa Rena was actually coming, I honestly was kind of excited because listen, I know that she's a wildebeest and you know, people are like, don't fuck with her and whatever, but I think she's giving great villain energy. We need something like that on Beverly Hills. Um, I know that it's like overdone. I I can't, I honestly can't imagine a Beverly Hills without her, which is really shocking to say. But so she gets on stage, and she's booed, it's cheering but booing. I so I wasn't actually at this panel. I I left because I was shaking and I like I just th- I was like this is not it for me. Like I can't deal with all of this chaos. It was stressing me out, so I left. But people, my friends were there and they were texting me and they were like, "Oh my god, Rinna's getting booed." Rinna flicked everybody off when she got on stage, and that I'm sorry, like. I live for that. I live. If you're gonna boo a housewife, she can give it right back to you, and it's literally iconic. That was so fucking funny. Um, I live for that. But I guess the Beverly Hills panel wasn't that interesting. There was like pretty like some softball questions, and a lot of people were talking shit on Brad Goreski. But in my mind, I was like, yeah, but he was also given those questions, so maybe it's the producers' problem. Um, so it's kind of funny that like the number one. Or one of the number one panels that people were waiting for like wasn't even that interesting, because uh, I feel like all the women are kind of in like a really weird place with each other, which we'll get to that later. Because I'm gonna get into the news that came out of BravoCon too, um, and not just relive
1: my experience right now. Your lips can do a whole lot more than kiss. Your lips express love and speak your truth. Plump your lips with Juvederm Vobella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE for natural looking results that are completely and uniquely you. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Vobella XE or Juvederm Ultra XE. Do not use if you have severe allergies or it has of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. So there was that. And then we went
0: to, oh my God, we went to so many panels. It was so fun. Um, Oh my God. Like what other ones? Oh yeah. So we went to the Salt Lake city panel. Holy fucking shit. I'm sitting there. I'm with Paige. We are clutching each other, holding each other. Because of what the fuck was going down on this stage. So it. I went into it thinking when she said to me, Sam, I really want to do the Salt Lake Piano. I got to be honest. I was like, OK. Like, I wasn't that excited, um, even though I do love my Salt Lake City girlies now. Like, I'm really turning a corner on them. Like, you guys don't even know. Like, this season's really giving it, like, you know, getting really good. You know how last season, like, every episode, I was just like, what's going on? I really liked it, but I had no fucking clue what was happening. I'm living for them. But I thought to myself, like, there's only four of them. How much can it really – like, how good can it really be? It was one of the best panels out of the entire weekend. Lisa and Meredith, Lisa and Heather, Heather and Whitney. It was fucking bananas. Like – the way Lisa was coming for Heather and Heather was getting so worked up and was getting so fucking pissed. And because so first it was Lisa and Meredith getting into it because Lisa was explaining her rant that she went, (laughs) that she went on and she was like, I, she keeps saying, she's like, I was alone. Like I was venting to myself. And Meredith goes, you weren't alone. There was someone in the room with you. We all saw it on there's a screen grab that she got and you can see someone in the mirror and have, and Lisa was like, yeah, I'm filming a show. Like I'm never going to be fully alone. But like, I didn't think I didn't realize anyone was like listening. And in my girl's defense, like I understand that. Like she really like, can't the woman just yell it. I know what she said was horrible, but also what Meredith is doing to her. The season is horrible too. Um, and Lisa wasted no time to throw Heather under the bus, and she was like, uh, "Do you want to talk about the things you've said about people on this um, stage? Because you've said some pretty fucked up shit too." And Lisa was like, "Like these women were giving it to each other. Like they were killing it. Like Whitney, guys, I've become a Whitney like Stan. I don't know who the fuck I am anymore. I'm so sorry. I love her." I think she is genuinely a very, very sweet girl, woman. And she really like cussed Heather's life out. She was like, we made up Heather. I don't understand why you're acting like this now. Like, are you doing this for the people? Like it, so it made you kind of wonder like, who is the real Heather? Because I, I see a lot of myself in Heather and I think that's why so many people love her. But there was a part of me watching her on this panel where she was playing it up a little much for me, like a little too much of like, I'm the relatable girl. She's making the mistake Jennifer Lawrence made where it's like, you know, I love housewives. Like I was a fan. Like, I don't know why people love me. Like I say the craziest things like. And it's like, we got it like you don't have to lean too far into it, but so that panel was incredible. Oh, my fucking God. The Potomac panel because we'll get into it but guys it was so fucking good um there was uh the married to medicine panel which popped the fuck off which was incredible i i literally could not believe my eyes what i was witnessing um go down um it was so fucking amazing seeing so many people turn out for them i mean the room was full it was so incredible like I can't express to you because *Mirroring to Madison is the most slept on and you know they did kind of call Bravo out a little bit like the network like is needs to be more behind us like we have the strongest longest running cast of any other show this show's been going on for like what eight years now it's it's so good um yeah wow it was and they looked can I tell you everyone looked great now, there were some questionable outfits, I will tell you. There were some questionable things that I saw. Like Meredith Marks, for example, is a miss. I think she is such a stunning woman, but I think Brooks Marks has got his claws into her and is just making her look a fool because she showed up in this tan fringe getup, and it was a shock to see. Um, I actually like Leah McSweeney's look that she wore at the girls' trip panel. Shout out to Dave Quinn. He did fucking incredible. I was so proud of him. He has been like one of my biggest supporters, my biggest, one of my biggest mentors. Like I just, I love him so much. I slept on his, I slept in his bed this week Um, while I was there for the bridal fashion week. Um, I don't know if you guys are interested in that side of my life. If you are like, please let me know and I'll talk about it. Um, But yeah, so I do run Betches Brides now. I'm not sure if you guys like are aware. Um, So yeah. Anyway. And his panel was incredible, but Leah was wearing these, like this cone bra and it was like metallic pink cone bra, like sticking out so far, but I thought she looked gorgeous and I'm sorry, but I think she's going to carry girls trip three. She looks, it looks so fucking hilarious. Get your eyes on that trailer, get your eyes on the Miami trailer. Oh, the Miami girls. I'm fucking ready. I'm I'm ready. There's going to, they're going to drop four episodes immediately on Peacock. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Um, some of my favorite, um, like fan experiences, they had great photo ops. They had like, you got to sit on like a ski lift or you got to like be like below deck experience. There was a project one runway, like, um, video that you could do. And it Guys, it was they did a Vanderpump Rules one again like where you were holding the drink and you spun around with it and there was the fan and I can't tell you it was so amazing and incredible and the people were great. Um I do have to say like I don't get why people had to be haters in the audience with some of the women like like I love when people react to what the women say. That's fine in my opinion, but I don't know. I personally don't like when people just go up to the mic and basically shit on a woman on stage. Like, babe, she's getting paid to be up there. You're not. You were paid. You paid to be there. Like, you don't have to hate on them. You don't have to like them. There was one girl at my panel who also came to the Salt Lake City panel, who also was at the Miami panel just shitting on Whitney. She shit on Whitney at mine. She shit on Whitney at the Salt Lake City panel. And then she went to the Miami panel and brought up that Whitney said that Larsa was the most um, like the rudest Bravo celebrity she ever met. I'm like, what is your fucking problem with her? Like you sound like a fan. It was just weird. Anyway. So let's get into the, the, the topics um, that, you know, everyone's talking about online. So first let's, let me just address the Teddy versus me situation on here and on this episode. Okay. (sighs) So Sophie Ross, went on Twitter and replied to Teddy Mellencamp saying like, this is why I'm not talking about Kathy on the podcast on two teas in a pod, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, did her whole thing. And of course she was getting dragged left and right because people fucking hate Teddy. Now I am someone who doesn't hate Teddy. I don't like Teddy. I don't not like Teddy. I don't think about Teddy. I I, I don't care for, I don't care about her. Like people like have such visceral hate for her. And I just kind of don't get that level of it. Like I get thinking she's boring or whatever, but like, who cares? But Sophie replied and was just like, girl, basically like no one's asking. Like you're talking to no one right now. That kind of vibe. Very, I love Sophie. Go listen to her podcast with me. We talk about influencers. Um, yeah. Anyway. So I, then Teddy replies to her and goes, What do you need Substack? Stub. Oh my God. Do you need Substack subscribers? You constantly are talking about me. Um, and if you don't know what a Substack is, it's like a, your own personal blog, like newsletter thing. And it's great. A lot of freelance writers use it. It's like an incredible platform for them. And to me, that's like really fucking rude to, in my opinion, of Teddy to say that. So Sophie replied and said, like with a screenshot of Sophie's name and Teddy's name searched into Twitter and it said like no results found because Sophie never talks about Teddy like she Sophie's like me like she doesn't give a fuck. So I replied to Sophie and I was like screaming in all caps like cuz that's funny like to post that and be like no results like that's funny to me. So then Teddy quote tweets me and says what are you stealing more content now or something. And so that thing that people say has gone back since the beginning of me starting this account. And if you guys are interested in hearing about that, let me tell you a quick little story. I will totally explain the situation in my, from my point of view. Everyone has their own point of view. I personally don't give a fuck. Um, so this kind of like ignited like a shitstorm. Um. You know, haters came out of the woodwork uh, people who hate me um, you know, but they're all hiding behind their shitty little Twitter accounts called like, you know, Jen Aiden's big toe, Karen Huger's mole, you know, Teddy, like, I, I listen, I don't know, but they were like, Oh my God, Teddy ate her up, like gagged her. And I'm like, what the, f-? like, I personally, I don't ever check my notifications that much because I turn my notifications off on Twitter. But so then I like started like look, like I looked at it and it was like it was like you're mentioned, you're mentioned, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Then I finally saw what Teddy said. So let me explain really fast what happened back in like 2018. So when I first started my Instagram account in August of 2018, I had always called myself a housewives historian, Bravo historian, etc. Like that's just something my friends and I—they've said it, I've said it. It's literally a phrase that has been around for years. So I didn't, I didn't think much of it, and at this time. There wasn't any like it from my perspective, there wasn't any like rules like I didn't know about you know, having to type out you know credit slash permission to like repost like a video. like I didn't think that it was that serious. um apparently, it's very serious, and I still have mixed feelings about it. I tried to make the situation right. I wrote the person that I was taking videos from which by the way, are just clips of the show. So, I mean, if we really want to get into it, that could be a copyright infringement problem. But again, that's not my problem. So whatever. So I write this person, I apologize. Cause I'm like, I didn't know, like I, and this was literally three weeks into my account. Like I was brand fucking new. I had 4,000 followers. Like I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. Um, and so I apologize. And like they just never have let it go. And like there's just always been this like people have always just said that because of just what had happened in the very beginning. Um, it's crazy. And another I mean, this I could go on a rant about this for eternity. Um, but I just also have to say, let me let me make this very clear. We are all watching the same show. We all, it is not unusual for people to have similar thoughts. I will leave it at that because I've, I've posted things before and I've looked on Instagram. I've looked on Twitter of people basically mirroring or copying in quotes. um, What I say, I personally, yeah. Like for a second, you're like, Oh, that's weird. But then you get over it, get the fuck over it. We're all here to talk about our shows. We're all here to have fun. It does not fucking matter. And at the end of the day, I have most of those people, like the people that hate me on Twitter blocked. So babe, I'm not stealing from you. I can't even see your shit. Cause I literally forget who you are. So that's a little PSA if you're listening. Cause you know, sometimes the people who hate you are your biggest fans. Um, so that just ignited like a shit storm of that, which was like giving me a lot of anxiety because I had this panel coming up and I was like scared that like people would just like take the question and answer portion opportunity to shit on me. And I was anxious about that. Um, and I usually don't let it get to me anymore. Like within the first like year of having this account, I, re- or two years, two years, I-, I really let it bother me. Cause I felt bad. Like I'm not a monster. I'm not just a per, I'm not just a Instagram account. Like I'm a person and I never would want to like upset anybody. And if you know me, like I'm not a confrontational person, but if you push me to a point like I will cuss you the fuck out and I I hate getting there because I, I'm a Scorpio like I will destroy you like I will eviscerate your life. So I hated that Teddy did this because Teddy also has a huge fucking platform and in my mind I'm like what person do you have running your social media because how the fuck do you know about this like this is like a Twitter like rumor that if you're like only deep on twitter like you really know about people on instagram don't give a shit people on instagram are tend to be nicer um anyway so i was like that's really weird so i responded and i said you know this isn't really doing what you think it's doing um you know see you in parentheses not you teddy because you weren't invited on parentheses at BravoCon, like and i just shot that tweet off i didn't think about it i just was like whatever i shot it into the universe that's what i tend to do i usually just shoot things off and like forget about them well, she got you know, people, you know, liked my tweet, and it started just this whole thing, and it was like just really annoying. And you know, I am such a baby. And then someone had posted a video on to Twitter, um of these two random girls fighting. And was like, oh my god, this is Teddy and Sam Bush um, at BravoCon, like whatever. And people like believed that, which was really fucking annoying. Because I also am like the least physical, physical like fighter person in the world. Like I would, ne- I would never. So that really bothered me. Like normally I can like let shit go, but like I didn't like that because it, it kind of freaked me out. I got to be honest. Um, and I think it freaked Teddy out too, from what I had seen. Um, of her response and then she took to Instagram and like called said my name and was like you know that's not us like that's not whatever and then I messaged her and just basically like apologized, like listen like I'm sorry for the shit that went down blah 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 like you know whatever of course she read it didn't respond it's fine I don't care but yeah so that's that on that Let's talk about other things that are more interesting. Um, give me one second. I'm going to take a sip of water. I truly think I had like one sip of water the entire weekend. I feel like I like didn't, and I didn't even get drunk or anything. I was too exhausted at the end of the night. Like I didn't go out. I didn't do anything <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. So anyway, Genshaw crashing the event. So, jen shaw was there she descended upon bravo Khan, and you know andy basically had said during his ask andy panel like what's the take on jen shaw blah 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 and he goes the minute that she decided to change her plea to guilty and confirm that she was lying to everyone uh he goes we were done we cut the cord with her we were over it we and i was a good for them like because – and people keep comparing – and this is annoying to me. People keep comparing te, um, Jen Shaw to, like, Erica or Jen Shah to Teresa. And in my mind, I'm like, they are very different, guys. Very, very different. Teresa didn't plead guilty. Teresa also – I think everybody should – like, I think everybody knows now that it was mainly Joe was, like, the mastermind of that situation and Teresa was just, like, signing shit. And then with Erica – she has not been charged with anything, guys. Nothing. And cases have been dismissed. Like, it's very different. Genshaw was charged, ha- told that basically, like, you are the last person we're getting because this was your thing. You are the ringleader of this fucking operation. We're coming for you 30 years, babe. She said, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. Told Andy this. Told everybody this. Took money from her, her mother. Everything. And then she pled guilty. So Bravo was like, fuck that. Like, we're not, we're not dealing with this bitch anymore. Well, she crashed BravoCon. She showed up to Tamara's hotel room, got glam. Tamara was like, okay, I guess you can use my people. That's fine. You know, was just like, I'm going to crash the legends ball. Like I'm going to do this. And like, that's just not cool. like, she just, she was great. Like she just went insane. Like she just crashed a lot of, I guess she crashed some after parties and it was just weird. And yeah, so that happened. Let's talk about Ashley Darby and Luke Gunvalson or not Luke Gunvalson. Oh, my God. Luke Gulbranson. What a name. Okay. So Ashley and Luke were both asked about each other, not asked about each other, but like asked, like, who do you think is like cute or like, who are you into? And they both said each other. They said that they exchanged numbers. So people got their eyes fucking peeled for them. Then the Legends ball happened. They left together. There's a video of them go to Bravo by Betches, of them leaving together, holding hands. He's literally leading her out. She's clearly had a good time. It's so fucking funny. Seeing them together is like, it gives me such a fucking rush. Like, I can't explain it to you. Like, I want this girl to get dicked down good by Luke. And so the next morning was the Potomac panel. And I was like, Oh, girl, we got to talk about this. Well, was the Potomac panel Saturday? No, it was Sunday. So they they exchanged numbers Friday, left together Saturday. Yeah, okay. After the after dark party. And um, they said that they stayed out till four in the morning together. They said, you know, a girl doesn't kiss and tell. Girl, come on, please. And Paige, iconic queen that she is, went up. To the mic at the Potomac panel and asked if Ash has got a coochie craving for Luke <laughs> the room erupted like she looked so in shock like but also was such a good sport about it was like laughing and was like girl like you know and she's like you know we have a lot in common blah 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 like he's hot like they're giving it to us and then at last night's watch what happens live it was on one of the couches. It was Shannon, Luke. Um. Oh, fuck me. I keep forgetting like the one person. There's always one person I'm forgetting. It's some guy, <laughs> some bravo celebrity that I can't fucking remember. And then Ashley Darby. And the crowd made Luke and the other guy switch. And I cannot believe I'm blinking on who that is. is. I'm. It's really going to bother me. So let me look on my Instagram really fast. Um, Sorry. I'm so annoying. Oh, wait. Okay. Andrea, that's what it was. I was like, I remembered him being really, like having really dark hair. Yeah, so it was Andrea. The audience made them switch. It was so fucking funny. They're like, they actually showed up to the um, Watch What Happens Live together. There's photos of them walking together, holding hands. I am so fucking into this. Like, I can't even tell you. And so I've been kind of thinking about something. And that, so allegedly there's a big, big um, fight that breaks out during in winter house with Luke and Craig and Luke actually has to leave. He goes to a hotel. It's this whole thing. I don't really know what it's about. We will be watching obviously, but there's a part of me that thinks like Luke is probably wondering, not Not doing this intentionally, but I do kind of love this for him because if him and Ashley did get together, they would be the couple of Bravo. I'm sorry to Lindsay and Carl. I'm sorry to Paige and Craig, but that crossover is so fucking crazy, like so unexpected and exciting. And also because we've watched Ashley's journey with that fucking Dingleberry Michael, I you know, I, it would just be incredible. And like, imagine Luke is like a stepdad to baby Dean and baby Michael. Like, isn't that, wait, baby Dean and baby, baby Dean. Oh my God. You guys are probably screaming at, you're like screaming at me right now being like, that's a baby's name. Um, yeah. So I'm shipping it hard. Um. Oh, at the, I think it was the first or second panel I was at Dorinda and Jill got fucking into it. You guys, they were screaming at each other. They truly hate each other so much. Um, they're both fighting for who's the thirstiest. And I got to say, you guys, I do think I want Dorinda back, but I need her to calm the fuck down because, Oh, so she was, it was Teresa. Oh my God. I can't believe I forgot. It was Teresa, Teresa, Dorinda, Karen, and Jill on this panel. It was like, Oh geez. They showed like their iconic lines, their clip, you know, their clips, um, everything. It was so good. But obviously Teresa got the longest segment because she's been on the longest. She's, you know, an OG. So Teresa's actually really amazing in person. She's super funny, really laid back, like just down to talk shit, like really, really great. Um, looked absolutely absolutely gorgeous. So they're talking, and you could tell Dorinda was getting like kind of annoyed. So at the bottom of the stage, you have your prompters. There's like four different prompter screens. And it will tell you when to move on to the next question, like if something is taking too long or if it's a question they don't want really discussed, you know, that will pop up. Like, I remember I think someone asked on my panel if someone about Jen Shaw going to prison and that was like a thing like, no, no, no. So it said next question. It was like literally flashing in my face. and I was like, Ugh, like, OK, so. Dorinda kind of started to take control and she was like, uh, it says Dorinda's segment, like it's ready. Like, I'm ready. And I'm like, You are so fucking nasty sometimes. Like she needs to calm down. Then she started, you know, being like, you know, I'm the only one that has the big house that can fit everybody. And then Jill popped in, and then they started fighting about who's the biggest house. It was so housewives. I was like, get these women both back on New York, on New York legacy immediately. Um, it was, it was incredible. That was like the first argument I, I saw breakout. Um, there was a drew and Sanya fight, um, that I was living for the Atlanta panel was so amazing. So funny. These women know how to, I, it was the best panel until the Potomac. Oh, it was like Atlanta, Salt Lake city and Potomac to me had the best panels. Um, cause they know how to really give us what we want. They throw shade, but they also know how to like kind of move on in a little bit. Like, I mean, Salt Lake City, <laughs> that group is in, sh- in shambles. There's definitely some riffs, heavy, heavy, deep, dark riffs going on over there. But with Potomac and Atlanta, like people, I need the other women to pay attention to them and learn from them because what they were giving was in- was so good. Um, yeah. Next up. On Watch What Happens Live, Erica said that Dorit and PK are the ones that are going to get divorced. This rocked my fucking world because I'm like, why are you saying this? That felt so random to me. And so like, that is your friend? Like, why are you saying that about her? And then PK responded on Instagram today. And he goes, Erica thought her husband was innocent. She thought the ankle is more important than the brain. She thought she could keep the earrings. Now she thinks Dorit and I are next to split up. Here's a quick bit of management advice. Stop thinking. Gagged. Fucking gagged. Um, And Dorit responded basically just like misery loves company. Like fuck her basically. But then this got me thinking someone on Twitter posted that there's a conspiracy that, Erica's got her diamond secured already. Like she's not going anywhere, but Dorit's might've been a little bit on the chopping block. So maybe Erica's throwing her a bone, like causing a little bit of drama to ensure that Dorit comes back. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Um, Ashley and Kenya versus Vicky was incredible because Vicky basically is the rudest fucking person in the world and racist. And she, you know, didn't know, who, I guess she met Ashley. Um, during upfronts at one point, I believe. And Ashley said on Watch What Happens Live a few weeks ago that Vicky was the rudest person ever, like did not acknowledge her. And Vicky doubled down on that and was like, yeah, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what Potomac was. You didn't seem like a housewife to me. And then Kenya Moore grabs the mic, walks up to the stage, grabs the mic and says, does anyone want another story about how Vicky is a monster? And everyone went crazy. It was so good. Um, The Roni reboot, was announced at uh watch what happens live. So we're getting all new girlies. Um, here are their names. Let me go through their names. So there's Lizzie Savetsky, Jessel tank, Uba Hassan, Jenna Lyons. If you guys don't know Jenna Lyons, please go figure that out. She was the creative director and president of J crew. It's like very important to millennials. Um, Aaron, Dana, Licky, Bryn Whitfield inside da Silva. Um, I'm honestly excited for it. Um, I do know that we are going to be getting legacy as well. We are just very TBD on that. I think we got to embrace the new girls. Let's not like hate them immediately. Let's see what they can give. Um, And let's just let's just see. Let's you know, I did look at their Instagrams. They seem fun. It's a diverse cast. It's very New York. Like I'm into it. Um, Danielle and Lindsay did confirm that they are no longer friends. Lindsay feels very portrayed by Danielle. Danielle um, really sidled up to the other girls. And Lindsay's like knowing that obviously they don't like me. That was kind of fucked up. Lindsay, you know, they're just no longer friends. So that is confirmed. Um, Andy Cohen did discuss why the New Jersey panels got split. He said that it was no one on the cast decision. It was all production's decision um, and Bravo's decision. He says that we're on the precipice for a really great season in New Jersey. So we're in really a limbo-y place where if we put them all together, they're in a different place than they were the last time we saw them all as a group. And we saw that Jennifer Aiden did throw a drink at Melissa and Joe Gorga and their publicist. So that's pretty great. I uh, pretty much know that they all hate each other and Andy said it was time to press play on Dorinda. So I do think that that's very hopeful for the upcoming season of Legacy and r- okay. So that's pretty much what I got for BravoCon um but let me answer some of your questions. Okay. This one is from my friend Ivan. What a fucking brat. He says, "Not a question, but how embarrassing that you took a pedicab." Yeah, it was pretty fucking crazy. I wore heels because I couldn't bring a bag in, like I didn't want to carry a bag all day, of, like with a change of clothes. Um, so I wore heels the day of my panel um, from nine a.m. until I want to say like six thirty. I physically couldn't walk anymore. Like I was on the the brink of tears. Dave Quinn literally looked at me and he was like, you can barely walk. I'm like, no, I know. Like it's really bad. Cause I'm someone that doesn't wear heels ever. So my feet are just not, not equipped. So I walked out of the Javits center and right in front was a slew of petty caps. And I made, cause at first I saw the the little carts and I was like, Ugh, are these the horse ones? Cause I don't believe in those. Those are trash and horrible for the animals. Anyway. Um, and the guy, I looked at him, I go, how much? He goes, $8.99 a minute. And I said, I'm going, I'm going. I took this pedicab. What an experience. We were sitting in a red light, a group of girls goes, oh my God, Bravo historian. And I'm like, oh my God, not me in a fucking pedicab. Like, oh, hey girls. <laughs> like, to, t- to have a panel and then take a pedicab is really, really an experience. I tipped him great. I will say. Um, the most popular person on Beverly Hills. This is from Lisa. Honestly, Garcelle and Sutton got got the biggest applause. Garcelle was a fucking star at BravoCon. Like I can't explain this to you. People went wild for her. Like she was the it girl of BravoCon and looked incredible. Um. The most unex, Meg writes, she goes, the most unexpected and surprising in a good way house have you met. Um, so I really didn't do a lot of like the meet and greet stuff. Um, but I will say Whitney really, really shocked me because I remember at the last Bravo Con, I went into it not really loving Teresa, but I came out really appreciating her and respecting her. Um, and that's how I felt about Whitney too. Like I really, really loved her. She was so nice to me, so warm, like Really, really sweet. Um, let's see. Not a question, but wow, Brandy Glanville at BravoCon looks the best she looked in years, guys. She looked so good, so healthy. She was so funny. It was so. I I wrote her this on Instagram because I'm a loser, but I was like fangirling. I told her I'm like. It was so nice to see the fans rally around her and not, you know, shit on her like they did while she was on the show because I was always a Brandy girl. I I don't like when um, Housewives gang up on just one woman and that's what they really did her last season. So I was really, really happy about that. Um, The biggest surprise and the biggest letdown. Let me think. The biggest surprise. The biggest surprise for me is like, I'm in Michigan, right? I'm not surrounded by like that type of like energy that like, you know, like I, I'm i kind of in my own little world. So going to BravoCon and meeting all of these amazing people who support me and love me, like really was so surreal and so um, like emotional. Like I couldn't believe all of that. Like it was really, it was like, like seeing like, all of the things that I've done, like pay off, you know, like I was like, wow, like I, I do make people happy. Like I do make people laugh. Cause like sometimes like when your own little world over here, like you're like, what the fuck am I doing this? Like, do people even care? Like, am I, am I a loser? Like, you know, you start getting in your head and especially the whole Twitter shit that went down the week before, like I was really kind of down. Um, and Coming to BravoCon, like, it really was so, so moving. Like, I could cry about it right now, but, like, I won't because that's just unnecessary. Um, And the biggest letdown, I didn't experience this, but what I heard was, like, some housewives didn't show up for their photo ops. Karen Huger, uh, Phaedra, um, some of them were really late. Gina and Emily were, like, 30 minutes late for theirs, which is, like, bitches, you should be fucking lucky that you even have people in your line. Um, I think that's so fucked up. Um, these people paid a lot of money to see you and you need to show up for them. They show up for you, you show up for them. It's so fucked up in my opinion. And I actually heard amazing things about Paige Sorbo. I heard that because Karen like re- people realize like, "Oh, Karen's like really not coming." Paige actually went and did her photo op early. So, more people got pictures with her and I thought that was like really fucking amazing. Um, what was the most shocking revelation at BravoCon? Um, <laughs> the Luke and Ashley stuff was really the most shocking because that came out of fucking nowhere. I-, I have to tell you, I was not prepared to like for couple, like people to hook up. I didn't even think about it. Um, also, at the Vanderpump Rules panel, there was talk about um, someone from the old cast of v- Vanderpump um, hooked up with Austin I was really into that. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I need to know who it is. Was it Kristen? Was it Stassi? Who knows? Um, the most surprising, kinder, nasty housewife. Um, I heard really horrible things about Larsa, not just from housewives, but from people saying that she was really cold, not very nice. Um, yeah. Let's see. Not Bravo related, but where are those pants from? I'm, I think she's talking about my black pants guys are from express and they're called the editor pant and the flare high rise flare in case you're wondering they fit like a glove i love express like uh work corporate type clothes um because they're not expensive they always have a sale going on you get points it's a whole thing um did all the moderators have a dress code i'm noticing all black for everyone um no, there wasn't a dress code. People had really amazing outfits on. Like there were these two, um, women, I forget their names. Fuck my life. I even forgetting everyone's name. Um, that had really amazing like, uh, suits on like really colorful. I just wore black because I didn't want to fuck with color <laughs> this year. Like, yeah, I didn't want to want to do that. Oh guys, you know who really got her flowers at this Bravo is Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia Bailey got the fucking love and support that I've always wanted for her. Um, and I mean, standing ovations, like pe- everywhere she went, like people were just falling for her. It was really incredible. Um, what was the most scandalous thing you saw, heard or smelled? It wasn't scandalous, but I do have to laugh because the women's bathroom lines obviously were fucking insane. So there was this men's bathroom that was like the secret bathroom people would go to. And it was like all women, but occasionally like a a man would walk in and we'd be like, we like everyone in the bathroom would just turn around. Like, you know what I mean? Like when they would go to the urinal, it was so funny. Um, was it everything I dreamed of and more, it was, it was the best experience of my life. Literally the best day of my entire life. That is no exaggeration. I can't even explain to you what that day meant to me. I cried so much. And it was just like a dream come true. Um, because I mean, I wrote about it on my post about BravoCon. Like, I started this account while I worked in a dental office. Like I had no intention of it going anywhere or doing anything with it. I just wanted to have fun and giggle about our girls. And to now be at Bravo like hosting a panel is like really crazy to me. Um, I got a lot of questions asking how I became a moderator at a panel. Um, I'm not really sure. I just got an email, um, one day asking me. <laughs> so a lot of people have been asking that and I'm like, I, I literally don't know. Um, let's see. Oh, the, what was the best panel I went to? Oh God. Okay. I'm going to rate them. Um, I'm going to say Atlanta, Salt Lake city, Potomac married to medicine. Um, those, those were my favorite panels. Um, any opinions change good or bad after you met them this weekend? Um, like I said, my opinion on Whitney really changed my opinion, honestly, on all the Salt Lake city girls really changed for the better. Um, I really, really like them and think that they're great TV. And it was, I mean, their line to get to their panel was bananas. Um, that was crazy. Um anything changed for the worse? Um Not really. Like I I kind of No, no, not really. I honestly I wish I had better tea on that. Um Let's see. Are tweets from day one firefest comparison accurate? No, they're not. People are, in my opinion, are being really fucking dramatic. It was really scary people running and like shoving and doing all that stuff at Beverly Hills. But overall, like, I mean, I do think Bravo sold too many tickets or something um, because like the lines were really crazy. But I mean, if you go to any convention, that's kind of what you run the risk of happening. Unfortunately, um, the one thing I have to say, like, I thought it was, I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like you have to make money, but I didn't really like that in the SVIP lounge. I know how much people paid for those tickets. And the fact that like you had to pay for drinks there, um, is crazy to me. Would I ever go back? Absolutely. fucking I would love to host a panel again. Um, who's the nicest person I met at BravoCon? The nicest person. Um, I feel like I already answered that. Why did I read that again? Um, who did I meet? Oh, like what accounts did I meet in real life? So I was there with my friends, like like um, that don't they don't run Bravo accounts. Um but obviously, I saw Steve from Faces by Bravo. I loved running into him. I saw the girls from uh, Bravo Betch. I ran into Dylan from Bravo by Betches. We read a lot of panels together. Um, Jared Alexander was there. Gibson Johns. I saw them a lot. Frank, um, if I see Frank, he works for Bravo. I saw him. Um, who else did I see? I was really just there as like, I I didn't really like go out. I didn't go out after. <laughs> like, I didn't do any anything like that. Um. So, oh, I met some really amazing people from Twitter. I met this guy Chadwick. He runs a great Twitter account. Um, and I felt bad because I thought his name was Mario, but him and Mario, in my opinion, on Twitter and their little pictures look very similar. So I felt really bad, but I knew who he was when he said his name. I was like, oh yeah, okay, I know who you are. I feel I felt like an asshole. Um, of course, Lori Cooper, the realtor, Derringer's realtor, was wandering around. Um, she's very sweet woman. Um, very nice. Like she really wants to be a million dollar listing. Like she's very cute. Um, yeah. So that, let me, let me answer just a few more. Okay. Um, the one thing that I do hope for, I mean, I think that they're needed. I think next time I would like to see it maybe not as small as the first BravoCon, but maybe not as big. Um, I don't, I don't know. I liked the more intimate feel of the last one, but I don't think that that's doable, um, obviously. So, oh, I loved the Bravo land. There was like this walkable Housewives Museum, very interactive, very fun. Um, And guys, I'm looking at all these questions. It's like, did you get in a fight with Teddy? No, I did not get in a fight with Teddy. We discussed. Um, Oh my God. Someone says, what's the tea between James versus the Southern Trump girls? Okay. So James Kennedy of Vanderpump Rules, DJ James Kennedy, was overheard on the ledge at the Legends Ball, I guess, or maybe after dark. He was just overheard um, saying that none of the girls from Southern Charm were pretty and that Shep was not cute. So Andy naturally called him out, of course, while James was sitting next to Shep. And Andy was like, did you say that the girls from Southern Charm aren't cute, like aren't pretty? And he was like, no, 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 mate. Like, I meant like. I meant the other show and everyone screamed because they were like, what other show are you talking about? Like, who do you think is not pretty? So the Southern charm girls obviously are dragging him on social media and being really funny. Um, cause it's absurd. They're such a pretty cast. Um, Oh, the best in the world. This is my last one. I'll, I'll answer. Um, best and worst dressed at Barbara Khan. Um, let's see. I think quad was really beautiful from married to medicine. She was in this really blue or really pretty, like green neon number. Um, Garcelle to me was the best dressed Garcelle Garcelle killed it. Um, the worst dressed Heather gay and Meredith, honestly, they were the worst dressed. Um, Oh, Toya for married to medicine looked fucking amazing. Um, they all looked really Tamra looked so, so good. Um, I'm trying to think who else looked. I mean, they all looked killer. Like they all looked so stunning. And the thing is you guys, everyone is so much smaller in real life. Like height wise, they're all so tiny. Like you, Margaret, I hugged Margaret. She's so little. Um, yeah. So that is my Bravo con recap. I hope you all enjoyed this. and. Un- Long episode. Um, and I will see you guys all Friday for a new episode where I recap Potomac, Beverly Hills, Salt Lake City, all of them. So I'll see you guys Friday. Bye.
1: A Media Production.